0: Yeah. Well. Hi. Welcome to the apocalypse. You're listening to Mile 13. If you're not dead I'm- yet, welcome to the apocalypse. <laughs> My name is Kim. My name is Casper. And that's Jackie. Hey. And we're in three different locations right now. For the
1: first time ever.
0: Yeah, we are extreme social distancing. Uh, and the reason we are doing that is because. Uh, I, for one, live with someone who is a slightly higher than average risk. And so we really don't want to, um, and I also live with seven other people. So if one of us gets it, a lot of us are going to get it. And so we are taking precautions to make sure that nobody gets sick. Like we are severely limiting the number. Kim told me not to come over and and I
2: was offended, but it's cool. I'm not upset. Don't, Don't be offended. Like, honestly,
0: I'm not even sure I'm allowed over right now.
2: You literally accused me of attempting to murder your husband. <laughs> I did Casually. I accused you of no such thing. Um, indirectly, you did. Hey, uh, if you come over, okay, you might be infected. You
0: texted me and said that you work with someone who you
2: think has the coronavirus, so... Um, it's unconfirmed because she got better before the doctors could test her.
0: Still be a carrier you oh yeah still no
2: be a carrier no I'm well I haven't done the 14 days yet so so we'll see we'll see
0: so uh it has been at least for me an extremely extremely long strange two weeks um because can I talk about what happened last week yeah if you go want, for it all right. So in addition to Corona, um, so you guys all know that uh, I have my granddaughters. Um, so well, I don't know if I mentioned on, on the show that my, uh, my older stepdaughter and her family are living with us right now. Um, because they're, they're, they're building a house. Oh, you did mention this. Yeah. Yeah. Did I mention yeah. that? Okay. So in addition to those four granddaughters, I have a a three-year-old granddaughter and a and a one-year-old grandson down in Cincinnati. Well, last Sunday, we got a call um, from the family down in Cincinnati that Nora was having a seizure um, and that she was being taken in an ambulance to Cincinnati Children's, which um, I have nothing but praise for Cincy Children's. Like, they're one of the best children's hospitals in the country. Uh, but she was largely unresponsive, Um, and kind of like floppy and was seizing. She threw up in the ambulance. Uh, and so of course we rushed down to Cincinnati and, um, so Nora was in the hospital. They admitted her at first. They said it was a brain bleed. And then, um, the next day it was no longer, suddenly it was no longer a brain bleed. Then they thought it might've been either some kind of an infection or, um, a tumor in her brain um eventually, so she was in the hospital for exactly a week. Eventually, um, they ended up doing a biopsy. It was scheduled for Friday afternoon. It ended up getting moved to like ten o'clock Friday night. So ultimately, uh what they diagnosed her with is a form of epilepsy where there is a uh, kind of like a lesion on the part on part of her brain that basically um like puts pressure on it's the meninges of her brain which is the outer covering and basically it puts pressure on part of her brain and causes seizures okay so it's not a sep- exceptionally dangerous but she is going to be on medicine for the foreseeable future um and they're having to mess around with the medicine and get the dosage and everything right but uh, The coronavirus went nuts, like, while Nora was in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, oh. all of this happened. Like, it happened so fast. This corona mm-hmm. thing happened so fast. And, and the week that she was in the hospital, and, like, all they're watching, you know, Sarah Marco and Nora are just watching, like, Frozen and Disney stuff. Right. And they have no idea. I mean, she was checking it on Facebook and stuff, but... She had no she didn't leave the hospital, so she had no idea how crazy things really were getting. Yeah.
1: Because then mean, like, she comes it comes out into like it was a joke, it was a joke. World. Everyone was kind of like, haha, yeah, corona. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, everything's closed forever.
2: That's how yeah. it was on our end, right. too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So insane. I'm curious. So it's a little it's I would imagine it's probably different on our end. Um because I mean we they closed the the what did they close first? They closed the restaurants first, right Jackie? Is that what it was?
2: Um yes. And now they're starting to close down like government buildings and like the DMV is going to close. i mm-hmm. I'm trying uh, They, they closed
0: tattoo parlors today. They closed yes. salons and barbershops today. Weirdly, daycares are still open. Odd. You would assume those were and- down. Yeah, not only are daycares open, but they have relaxed. Um, they they have relaxed the like the number of kids that can be in each classroom, huh. the ratios, by twenty percent. So not only are daycares open, so Governor Mike Dewine is saying like don't c- gather in groups
1: of more than ten. Mm-hmm. But we're all gonna like hurt our children in one room. Yeah. Yeah, and children are are literally Petri dishes. Like, <laughs>
2: that's right. the worst thing. If you're going to get sick, it's usually from your kids, I feel like.
1: From some snotty-nosed kid. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I get it. Like, daycares need to stay open because healthcare workers and stuff need their kids in daycare so yeah. that they can mm-hmm. go and save they the people with in- coronavirus. Heroes, yeah. But I feel like... They're probably the only people that need to be utilizing the daycares. Like everybody else, go home yeah. with your kids. Yeah. But then I can also realize, like Jackie,
1: you're still working. Casper, are you still working? I am working from home. I um have the ability to take my because I'm a graphic designer, so I took my computer mm-hmm. home. So I'm still okay. working. I'm just doing it from the comfort of my bedroom. Jackie, That's nice, you look salty. Oh, you oh no
0: you look super salty <laughs> the way you just shook your head just then. You're like
1: Whoa. Oh no. I mean yes,
2: but I was holding my um headphone up and I was like, oh what's going on? And then a cat bit my foot. And it's a world <laughs> So on a happy note, real quick in the middle, so I'm in my bedroom and I got my little chunky guy with me and he keeps just kind of walking around. And then he'll, like, come in. He started biting on wires a second ago. And i shoot sure. him away. And he's just, like, rubbing against everything, making his way around. And see, look where he is right now. He's right.
0: Him. Oh, hi, buddy. Aww. Hi, Theodore.
2: <laughs> Aww. He's being great, but he's um, a little high maintenance. That's all right. He's fluffy. He gets away with it. Yeah.
1: So, I'm,
0: so, it's been a little weird here. What's it like in Chicago in the big city?
1: Well, it's, I like, it's shockingly similar. Like, it is definitely much more um, public. Like, you'll walk into any building and you'll just see, like, people with masks and, like, hand sanitizers everywhere. Like, it's a lot more public. But, like, yeah, all of our restaurants shut down, like, literally this just last week. Um, we still have Grubhub. We still have, like, DoorDash and all of that jazz. But, um kitchens are still open but actual like dine ins are all closed um yeah we just shut down all of the dmvs and all the government buildings like all of that pretty much same like timeline as you guys um the one thing was i think we took a lot longer to start sending people home from jobs like like official businesses all closed on the same timeline but like this is my first week going into quarantine
2: um, mm-hmm. like
1: I only started on Monday doing all of the quarantine and like a bunch of schools just recently closed and like, a bunch I'm, still of and I'm still waiting on so. my job.
2: I'm still waiting for them to put me in the quarantine, but nope, it's cool.
1: But yeah, it's oh, also really interesting to. because, um, the city tends to attract a lot of younger people and, uh, it is, uh, my demographic are the worst in this apocalypse because we think it's a joke and don't actually care. Um, Yeah. And so you'll like ride on the like you'll be on the train and everyone will be like acting completely normal. And it's like, aren't we supposed to be like be six feet away from each other and like being like wear masks and like be careful and everyone's (laughs) like everything's fine. Everything's normal. No one cares.
2: Yep. And then where we are, it's like, everything's cleared off the shelves. And I happen to, I I cough just, I just cough all the time. I do. And I coughed in the grocery store the other day and everyone like, this was the day I was in line for an hour and a half. Like the Friday that Holy everything happened. Cow. Yes. Jeez. And we we literally had a basket of groceries. Like it was a thirty dollar purchase, and it was an hour and a half. And I coughed, and everyone
1: just turned, just whipped around, I'm like, just no, like no, I was runny all the time. Just like. next, just snap in your direction, just.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sneeze on you if you don't get out of my way.
1: Should we talk about something other than world-ending diseases?
0: That would be great.
1: Should yeah. we? Maybe potentially talk about circuses. I was gonna say,
0: <laughs> you want to just go ahead and jump into the show? Yeah, we're going might as well. from
2: deadly viruses to circuses.
0: To circuses. So that's sharp that's a smooth left. transition. Um, and today, as far as cities go, we're gonna <laughs> venture to sunny Sarasota, Florida. Yay, Florida! Uh, now, <laughs> I told Casper and Jackie as I was researching, I was like, man. Casper, you're going to have to carry this show because Sarasota is boring. No offense to anybody who lives there.
1: If you well, live you in probably Sarasota, think it's boring too.
0: I don't know. Like, it's, Sarasota seems like a lovely place. Just nothing fun purposes, happens
1: that we could cover. Yeah,
0: For our purposes, it's boring. Like, there's beaches and nice people. No murders. No, like, no
1: fun spooky ghosts. No demons.
0: Yeah, no, it's, a, it's not a even nice, like a, it's a nice like place,
1: you know, stray alligator crocodile attack. No. OK, nothing, nothing.
0: But I will say I have a little bit of background on them. So Sarasota, Florida has long been a cultural center um, and it still is today. Like there are a lot of it's a it's a very artsy town, which is cool if you want to go there for a vacation. Uh, in 1925, a guy named A.B. Edwards built a theater that could be adapted for a variety of performances, uh, including
1: vaudeville
0: and famous stripper Sally Rand. Have huh. you guys heard
1: of her? No, but I love a good stripper.
0: So Sally, Sally Rand, you guys may not have or be familiar with her name, but she had a famous bubble bath routine. So if you like look up bubble bath strippers, you probably will recognize her
1: okay sure (laughs) sure are you saying that we search that a lot
0: i mean i go for it right now i see you on your little kitty phone i'm intrigued Um, so sally rand did her famous bubble bath vaudeville stripper routine tommy dorsey performed there will rogers performed there elvis performed at at uh, a b edwards theater um and then in the 1950s, the John and Mabel Ringling Museum of Art opened, uh, originally built for, um, well, okay, we're gonna come back to this one a little bit, but um, originally the part of the building where the John and Mabel Ringling Museum of Art is, it was originally built for Cat- Queen Caterina of Cyprus in Italy in 1798, but then in the 30s, they disassembled it and then in the 50s they reassembled it in florida
1: sure do they know why in florida because i didn't find any research as to like why was it just like the open space because the ringlings are freaking
0: loaded okay mm. that's why we're gonna talk about that i was in like a d- when
1: i was doing research on their family i was like they are not from there no
0: they're just really rich okay so, um, the Florida Studio Theater was also. Um, oh, and the Florida Studio Theater is another um, theater that's there. It was originally the Sarasota Women's Club, founded in 1903, and then it became the Keating Theater in 1973, uh, and is now the Florida Studio Theater. All of the above reportedly haunted.
1: Excellent.
2: Really?
0: Of art. But, I mean, theaters are always haunted, right? Oh, like, yes, always. Not movie theaters, but like. Broadway kind of theaters. Uh, because thespians are overdramatic and they just can't let it go.
1: True, I am um, a thespian and I agree heartedly. Yeah. I am overdramatic I the and word I never means. can let anything go. I don't know what that word means. Uh a, actor. An actor. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, an that's actor. why I don't know. It's okay. like um
1: <laughs> basically it's like the lifestyle of an actor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the those people oh, those, those people. people.
1: I am an Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse you, Kim. I am one of those people. (laughs) No.
0: Whenever I think of, whenever you know who my like, when I think of an actor, you know, like in the negative connotation, you know who always comes to mind. John Wilkes Booth.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Why? He was that guy, like that obnoxious actor that everybody's like,
1: oh god, just shut up. Oh, I didn't.
0: Was he an actor? Yeah, he was an actor. Lincoln's assassin. I, I,
2: I don't. Oh, I you really learn something that, new Jackie, every, you every were day. Have to do Jackie, a Lincoln episode. Jack, are you episode. doing all right today? Ugh, I think I have coronavirus and I'm dying. Okay, you're, you're you won't die. You're a perfectly healthy individual. You'll be fine. You'll just infect <clears throat> other people. You'll
0: yeah, be fine. that's why you're not. That's why you're not allowed to come over. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, so. But let's back up a little bit to the first permanent white settler in 1851, because prior to this, it was all Seminole Indians sure, for the most part, like it was Native Americans. <coughs> the first permanent white settler in Sarasota, and that's why I say like it's it's a young city, like it hasn't really had time to come up with anything good because it was settled in 158 or
1: 1851. Holy crap, that's late. Yeah, hmm.
0: it was almost the 1900s by the time they actually got around to settling it. His name was William Whitaker. Oh, good old Whittaker. Needed- <laughs> um, actually, there's a place called Whitaker's Point now. Uh-huh. And that's, that's, it's named after him. But in 1865, his cabin was burned to the ground by the Seminole Raiders. So they moved. The Whitakers moved out. As one does. Right. So then he, they, like, they were the only place in town. Like, they were it. So then once they left... Um, between 1680 or 1868 and 1883, a lot of people discovered Sarasota,
1: quote unquote. Uh, sure. Even,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, even though there had already been a family living there, they just got ran. And
1: out. a whole bunch of Native
0: Americans. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, them too. Um, so a whole bunch of more white people discovered Sarasota, set up some orange groves. They started raising cattle. Eventually, a guy named John Webb moved in and opened up the first manufacturing plant to produce syrup. So, like, he refined the sugar and sugar cane in the area and started producing syrup. And he also built, he's kind of responsible for the Sarasota that we know and love today. He built the first attraction for snowbirds called Webb's Winter Resort on Little Sarasota Bay. Uh, Today, it's a place called Spanish Point, and it's still kind of a resort. Like, you can go and take boat tours and... Um it's one of those places like people do weddings and stuff there. It's a nice little place. Nice. So great. Wait, did you say it attracts account-
2: snowbirds or attracts?
0: Attracts. Okay, I was people like People wanna
2: go there. Uh, at yeah, first, no. I was thinking literal birds and I was like, "Oh, wait, old people." And oh, no, I was like no. it attracts yeah, pe- birds. And then I was no, like, it, it
0: attracts people that hate the cold and they want to go down to
2: Sarasota. That makes sense.
0: Um Gradually a town grew up, and in the late 1870s and early 1880s, a school was formed with 12 students.: Wow, 12 old students. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, they'd been homeschooled, but now they had enough kids to actually start a school. And the town continued to grow, and then in 1912, the Ringling family invested in property there. And then by 1925, there were, thanks to the Ringlings and the business that they brought in, there were three major hotels a high-class business district, 77 miles of paved roads, a golf course, fancy houses and apartments, and a top-notch school district.
1: So you're welcome.
2: Yeah, so they they literally came in and kind of made the town an actual town from three kids in school. Yeah, they kind of
1: did. They
0: really grew it. Uh, Today, there are still lots of beaches, lots of attractions, including the Ringling Museum. Yay! Which is actually made up of several museums. Now, I mentioned the um, the palace of the Queen of Italy or whatever she was. Sure, that one. When when they rebuilt it, it's actually one of the... It was their house for a while. They rebuilt it and named it the Ca di Zan, which is... To be also fancy. fancy. Yes, which is Italian for House of John, named after John
1: Ringling. So... Not fancy at all, it just sounds fancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, but what Let me tell you. It's John's house. It's, that's it John's is, house. It is a fancy
1: house. That house right over there? That'd be John's house. <laughs> it's No, it's the Kardashian. Oh, right, sorry. The that'd be Freaking, John's get, house. Together.
2: Together. Oh. <laughs> uh, together. It was begun in
0: 1924 at the then cost of 1.5 million dollars. Then cost then oh, holy you crap take a guess?
2: no that's so much money
0: yeah jackie you want to get it you want to get a guess in here wait it
2: was then how much 1.8
0: 1.5 million 1.
2: 5. i'm gonna say 10
0: 10 22.6 <laughs> holy crap
2: <clears>
0: 22.6 <throat> million dollars in today's who money who has
1: that kind of money
0: John Ringling, who, who the person that names their house the Cadajan, <laughs> true, fair, good point. It's five stories tall, has thirty six thousand square feet, which includes forty one rooms and fifteen bathrooms. Oh, geez. Attached to the Cadajan is also a twenty one gallery art museum that houses John Ringling's personal collection and is now another museum so there's like the Ringling Museum, the Catajan. um and then the art mu- the Ringling Art Museum and now there's also a circus museum. So just all the museums. Yeah. Just all of them. That's it. Like that's all the- that's interesting about Sarasota. <laughs> I'm sorry. I No, tried. you're totally
1: fine. A for effort there,
0: Birds man. Birds
2: love it there. Birds. Okay, love I do it have there. a question. I have a it, very serious question. So, yeah. Casa what was it? House of John. House of John, yeah. What did he call oh, his John. bathroom? It would have been like the po- the pooper de John? The the Pooper de John Poop Dumper de, de John. Guys, we've stooped to a new low. We're at toilet humor. Ooh. Um, okay, it is on my mind due to the lack of toilet paper.
1: Pooper de John. that's fair. Pooper no, de honestly John.
2: <gasps> it it's the, the, the John the John De John.
0: The John John.
2: The John? John's John.
0: Ooh. Are you are you proud of yourself
2: there, Jackie? <laughs> Shut it down. It's over. Okay. Look okay. at that look,
0: Theodore. All right. That's all I got. I'm going to drink more all alcohol
1: right. from that whole conversation. Yeah, drink until I'm funny. seconds
0: of your life. You're never
1: going to get back again.
2: Okay. Um john to john is gold i don't care what you guys say and i'm feeling it very attacked right is, now. Honestly, you're
1: gonna name this damn episode john to john
2: aren't you <laughs> i'm in charge of naming it so you bet
0: it you know what though it probably is gold honestly for 22.6 million dollars it probably, probably is
2: probably gold. gold you're right okay kim that He's joke like sucks. trump trump i'm gonna cut that out because i do the editing but kim's joke gone jackie's joke name of
1: the podcast the, uh, this entire episode is just going to be everything jackie says and the rest <laughs> of us are just going to be cut out entirely yep It'll
0: just be jackie talking to herself uh-huh.
1: yep an hour of puns she'll just post her audio and just completely like leave out ours <laughs>
0: everybody's going to be like oh what oh this is what the end of the world sounds like all right. <laughs> jackie you're so
1: funny thanks jackie all so would you like to know a little bit more about the ringling brothers no, I'm good. I'd
0: love to know more about the Ringling Brothers.
1: <laughs> so they
0: insane wealth.
1: The Ringley Brothers Circus was founded in 1884 by five out of the seven Ringley brothers. All five of them were Albert, August, Otto, Alfred T, Charles, John, and Henry. But only five of those. They ran out of A okay. names. I what I know what happened. They
0: started out so strong. They started
1: out with two A names and then did an O and then went back and did a third A name and then just went off the wall.
0: But the O is Otto, which sounds it like it still an a, sounds like, like an A. a it's a vowel. A yeah. yeah.
1: But they were sons of a German immigrant, August. So there's another A name. Um, August Friedrich Runling, I'm going to assume is how we say his name, um, who changed it to Ringling when they immigrated to America.
0: I wonder if they changed it or Ellis Island changed it. Good question.
1: I didn't find any information about that, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. Uh, The family lived in Iowa for 12 years until the family moved to Barabo, Wisconsin in 1875.
0: I can understand why you would want to move to Florida after living in Iowa and Wisconsin. Yep.
1: I can understand why Florida was like, you know what? Actually, let's go to Florida now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, their first performance was in 1882, when a few of the older brothers would perform skits and juggle at the town hall, and they were known as the Classic and Comic Concert Co. Big fans of alliteration in this family.
0: I'm getting that. In
1: 1884, they expanded their show to a one ring show that had a trick horse and a bear. They had a bear. Um, That's all I know. They just had a bear. a bear. That's
0: a cheat. But was it a one trick pony?
2: Probably. No, it was a bear chem, not a pony. They
0: no, had a trick a horse
2: and
1: a bear. They
0: had a, yeah, they had a trick horse and a bear. Who cares if it's a one trick pony, though, if they have a bear? They have a
1: bear, so who cares? The bear doesn't even have to do They can juggle, the they can dance, they have a trick pony, and they have mm-hmm. a bear. I'm in. Super into this. So then in 1888, they began traveling with their circus and they, ga- they gained their official name, which get ready for this, buckle in, folks, is the Ringling Brothers United Monster Show, Great Double Circus, Royal European Menagerie, Museum, Caravan, and Congress of Trained Animals. That is their full official name. I just picture still, them I like wonder? throwing no. glitter out of their pockets.
2: Like, our name just- is this.
1: It's also this.
2: Glitter.
1: Glitter. (laughs) We also have this. (sighs) Yeah. It is not still their official name because in 1907, the Ringley Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus merged. uh, Sorry. Let me try that again. In 1907, the Ringley Brothers and the Barnum and Bailey Circus merged and officially toured together, becoming the greatest show on earth which was their show to, like, the end, basically. Mm. Yeah,
0: honestly, like, they're kind of a monopoly, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's the Shriners, I guess, have a circus, but it's lame. So, um... Comparatively speaking, Shriners are wonderful people, but comparatively speaking... Mm, not so amazing. So I'm
1: going to skip a bullet point because here is actually a point. Uh, By the time they merged, both circuses had collectively bought out a bunch of smaller circuses. So by the time they merged, it was in, in total 11 circuses together that had like created the greatest show on earth. But no Holy one knows about crap. those other circuses because they weren't popular, which kind mm-hmm. of rubs Didn't me the wrong mention-
0: way. Didn't you mention that last last time, Jackie, that Barnum had bought out a bunch of smaller
2: Kim,
1: that was a long time ago, and that was two I can't weeks ago. remember. I'm pretty
0: sure I remember you saying that, though.
1: I think you did. But yeah, basically, like, I'm a, I am have mixed feelings about them buying, like, yeah, sure, you, you buy them out, and so, like, they get to stay employed, and they get to stay open, but it's no longer them. Now they're under this giant corporation, yeah. and 11 circuses housed under, like, one big tent. That's a lot of That's freedom cool. that was let go of all of those creative people.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot of people living in
1: one place. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when they did merge, um, only two of the five brothers were still alive. So by the time they merged, it was very far into their career, and only two of them were still alive to be like, yeah, no, we'll merge our circuses.
0: So did you say that the Ringling brothers bought out
1: Barnum No. Bailey? Um, they just merged their circuses together. They were co-owners. Oh, okay, so
0: nobody really bought no. out anybody. Okay. No,
1: they decided to be co-owners. But um, Charles, one of the brothers, died in 1926, which left only one brother, John, left of the, of the Ringley, original Ringley brothers. Um, so, House of John. Um, so, yeah, by 1929, um, John had bought the rights to 11 different circuses and had attained the main tent, which could seat 10,000 people in 1929. A moving
2: That's a tent.
0: lot of people. That's a lot for today. Yeah.
1: John eventually died wow. in 1936, at which point the circus was purchased by, and at this point, um, I believe Barnum and Bailey were also, had also passed away. Because at okay. this point, the circus had, I, I'm not sure about that. I could be wrong. But at this point, the circus was purchased by the Feld family, um, who currently maintain the Ringley Museum. And there is also a Circus World Museum in Baraboo, where their hometown is. i think you're
2: right because i know um the circus was near the end like the circus was later on in pt barnum's life so that would make sense that he had passed away Mm -hmm. like not not long after that
1: in 2015 the feld entertainment uh, company announced that the circus would no longer feature any elephant acts And by the following year, all animal acts were basically banned from circuses, um, which is why even today, with the few remaining circuses, there are no animal acts, which unfortunately led to the results in decline of ticket sales, which caused them to officially close their doors on May 21st,
2: 2017. Oh, shoot. So that that went up until
1: I didn't realize it's just a few years ago. Yeah. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to preface this by saying, do not, do not fucking abuse your animals. Don't make them do things that they don't want to do. Bad, very bad. Yes. But I am mad at right. people, like humanity in general, and the fact that like, because the circus was like, we're not going to abuse our animals anymore, and they are all like, well, I guess we're not going to go. If you're not going to show me a dancing bear, then I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. And that makes it's me mad.
0: I, and I'm a little disappointed that they don't, um, I feel like there's a missed opportunity there.
1: With dogs,
2: yeah, yeah, because they literally just want to do their job
1: and be the best. There's for lots their of animals owner. that are like very well trained and pretty happily trained. I mean, many animals are not and very bad. Yeah, like
0: I've seen some pretty awesome dog stunt shows. Sure, and by stunts I mean like you throw a frisbee and the dog like jumps on your oh, back yeah. and like runs mm-hmm. and it's not anything dangerous. Yeah. and the dogs. Get a kick out of doing the tricks too, like they love it. So the fact that they're not doing any animals, like I would pay to go see a dog stunt show in addition sure. to clowns and acrobats and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. But,
1: but. yeah, sorry. Anything else?
0: No, I guess that's oh. just human nature. Yeah, though. we
1: all. Oh suck. my cat keeps biting my
0: foot. <laughs>
2: I'm rubbing them in the stomach getting... with my foot, though, so I'm instigating them. So,
1: it's whose Righteous fault, really, is it? for all
2: those tigers.
1: <laughs> yeah. All those poor tigers. But, let's talk about what we really want to talk about, uh, about what everyone, when we said circus, w- uh, thought immediately. Let's talk about the Freak Show. The freaks! Freak Yay! Show! Freak Show! Freak Show! Oh, my... So by the mid-19th century, freak shows were very popular and would usually consist of 12 to 15 acts and a band. Um, They were a staple to any big circus. Like any big circus that would roll town would have a freak show. However, it was really popular to basically trade freaks. Um, So people who would work at one show would often work at like several other shows. So it's really hard to track down like it wasn't like The Ringling Brothers had their freak show. They had several freak shows throughout the years. Like every year Mm -hmm. would just be a new group. And that's the whole point when they're touring. Every time they wanted something new to show. So it would be the same people showcasing like it would be six different circuses all would showcase the same person six different times, but they all would have a different angle on this person. And that's why all these people have all these different stage names and acts and all these different like appearances. And it's really hard to track these people and find a bunch of information Mm -hmm. about them because they were just so basically traded like baseball cards, just like passed around. Um, that being said, um, I have a quote from a website that I was looking at called all that's interesting though. Often thought as expletive degrading and cruel, most reports paint the picture of headlining freaks being both accepted and well paid by the circus staff. In many cases, the performers not only out earned everybody in the audience, but also their own promoters. Any mistreatment generally came from the public who did not look them at, did not look at at the performers as people. So that being said, Many of these people did get jobs that they would not have been employed otherwise, and were paid very well. Of course, there's horror cases of people being abused and degraded; it, those will always exist. But majority of freaks actually retreated very well. That I was surprised by that too, because I
2: I'm not gonna lie. The only because I I did pick this topic, and the only reason I picked it is because I was thinking, oh, it'd be really interesting to. Like, see what had happened to circus performers and like the mm-hmm. injustices that they had to face. And then, it, and it might have been just because we did two really well known circuses, really? but my, my, like, the people I encountered are like, they made way more money than I'm ever gonna make. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they were decently treatable. Well. Like,
0: they're your, if they're your big bread and butter draw, like they're what's getting people in through the door, you want to treat them well so that they don't leave. True.
2: Mm-hmm. And now that's not saying that they didn't face things like in their day-to-day life. Because yes, I'm like
0: sure that, they
1: did and it was yeah. horrible. But still because like...
0: The people still treated them badly. Yes.
1: Like, Even the, that quote was the like, public. the public treated them horribly and degraded mm-hmm. them constantly, but their employers didn't abuse them. Yeah. So at least there's that. Um, but most circuses would contain of, um, sorry, the tent became a huge staple in all circuses, um, and there was usually three. There was the big top, which would usually have three rings in it, and that would like be where your acrobats, your animal performances, and your various other talent shows would take place. There would then be a secondary smaller tent, which would be like a walkthrough stable, essentially a zoo, which would house the menagerie. Um, so people could go in and see, you know, giraffes and elephants and zebras and animals that they had never seen before. And then there was a third, even smaller tent, which would house the freak show. So that was pretty much a staple of all circuses of these three tents that you would walk through. Hmm. Um, so, um, most of these groups of people, like a, each circus would have a group of quote unquote freaks, which were usually known as the Congress of freaks. Um, And unfortunately, we have super poor records as to like when everybody was part of each of these congresses. Um, But I'm going to focus on one in particular, uh, because if you Google Congress of Freaks, one photo will show up among much uh, among all of the others, which is the Congress of Freaks photographed in 1924 by Edward J. Keltley.
0: Side note. If you didn't know, and I think this is interesting that they chose to call them a Congress because you know what else is called a Congress? What?
1: Our government. Monkeys.
0: Monkeys. You call it a Congress of Monkeys.
1: Didn't make that connection. Don't love that.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting that, they, that that's the term
1: for a group of quote unquote freaks. It's a Congress of Monkeys. Mm. I never
2: heard that before in my life. Ooh, that just got.
1: Mm. Mm. I don't love that. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this photo, there is, like, lots of people who are, un like, unknown and, like, we have absolutely no idea. And, like, people who are in, like, really unique costumes that you would assume was like, oh, of course we know who that is. And I was like, no, absolutely, we have no idea. Are you both looking it up right now? I am.
0: And a <laughs> lot of these people. <laughs> Me too. They just look like normal uh-huh. people. Except, I mean, some of them are obviously very small. And a few of them are very morbidly obese, but aside from being overweight, like there's really yep. not anything unusual about any of them.
1: So follow along with me. There's a lot of dwarves. There's a lot of dwarves. Yeah. Casper's saying pay freaking attention to me instead of looking at your phone. No, no, no. It's fine. You can follow along with the photo. So we're going to go on the bottom row and we're going to go all the way over to the left. That first person oh, we see is... Let me a- look it up again. Yeah.
0: Is he the sword swallower yep. guy is that what we're talking so about? So that's
1: Ajax, a very famous sword, swa- uh, sword swallower. The few people next to him are unknown, which is super strange because they're like people in very unique garb and very interestingly dressed people. Um, So we have no idea who those people are. The person sitting on the ground is Shitsley, I believe is how we pronounce their name. Um, The pinhead is their official title. Um, The woman who is obese is one of the Carlson sisters. They were twins um, and literally they were famous because they were overweight. That's it. it. Oh, really? Like, you're just
0: famous for being Yep. Fat. Welcome to then, America now, like.
1: Welcome to America. I know, right? Then there's Major Might, who was quoted the smallest man on earth. I believe he was two feet four inches. Aww. Smallest man on earth.
2: That's precious.
0: Honestly, I feel like that's going to be Hadley. My granddaughter, she's six and she's the same size as her four-year-old sisters. Aww. Itty-bitty. Like, they're not that tall. Like, they're pretty small.
1: So small. So then we have Tom Tun, who is, again, famous for being fat. And then on the other spectrum, we have Slats, skeleton, the skeleton sheik, I think is how you pronounce that word. It's Oh, sheik, sheik. maybe? It's Shake, sheik. S-H-E-I-K.
0: Yeah, the skeleton sheik. But he's definitely not, like, usually you think of a sheik as being, like, from an Arab nation? Yeah.
1: He's he very white.
0: super English. Like, he's very English. Also, can we just go back to Tom Tun's fancy pants? Because I really like them. If you... Like, if you guys haven't already looked up this picture, go look up the Congress of Freaks, and you'll see Tom Tun is wearing these really shiny, silky...
1: He's so fancy. Bloomers, he's such a fancy lad. Pantaloons? I don't know
0: what they are, but they're very shiny.
1: So then we have... um Ironically, if you go down the line, there is a woman who has no arms and no legs. She's a human torso. She's sitting on a wait, table. Wait, let's go back.
0: Let's go back. Is that the other twin? Yes, the, that's the other twin. Okay.
1: Okay, I was wondering that too. We don't know who that is. Wow. We think it's Jeannie Tomani, but we have no idea. Which you would think someone who has no arms and legs and is a like a one of the quote unquote human torsos, especially a female human torso, you would think we had records of that, but we don't. We just know oh. who we think it is.
0: She is honestly, um, and, uh, this sounds really insensitive and I don't mean it to sound that way, but she is honestly like one of the freakier yeah. freaks in this picture. Like mm-hmm. she actually has something sort of wrong with her physically as opposed to just being overweight or having a weird talent like swallowing
1: sores. Yeah. Don't know. Then we have uh, Mademoiselle Chloe, who is the snake charmer. And then again, there's somebody we don't know. We think it's Twisto the Human Knots, but we're not sure. Well, yeah, we, he's, he's standing he's backwards one, and facing he's the he's camera. <laughs> All right, on to the top row.
0: Who are the? Is that the? The There's three chicks with. The oh, that those are just, just the band?
1: band. Yeah, that's just the band.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Um. So now the top row, we don't know who that first guy is. The second guy, and this isn't good, I'm going to preface the fact that this is not a good thing, that is Clicko the African Bushman. Mm. Now
0: we're talking about the guy next to the guy who looks like he's a member of the wolf family in Mexico. Yes. Okay, I wonder if he is. I wonder if, so like the wolf, the wolf Oh, no, no, guy? no, sorry, sorry.
1: We, uh, we went up to the top row and we went back to the left. Sorry.
0: Oh, okay, so we're
1: He's talking the to, about the guy. He's the guy in the like full black costume.
0: Okay, so the leopard print guy, we don't know who no. he is, but we know who the small African-American gentleman next to him that is. That is Clicko,
1: the African Bushman.
0: Playing the violin.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. Next to him. I don't know how an African Bushman learned how to play the violin, but okay. Yep. It's not good. It's just, it's not good. All of it is bad.
2: It's okay. That was me last week when I had a similar, um, person and I was like, okay, I'm very uncomfortable saying this name and I'm sorry. And it hurts me.
1: Well, we're going to get worse and I'm going to explain why later, because we're going to talk about these two. The man who's standing next to him, um, is, or I I don't know if he's next to them. I haven't looked at the photo in a little bit, but um, he would be he would appear almost African American, but he's actually an African American albino. He and okay, his twin brother are Ico and Ico. So, We're gonna talk about them in a little bit. Okay,
0: this is gonna be real bad because you know what I thought of when I first saw him, Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. I have no idea like, who you're talking he, about. I'm so sorry. Me he, neither. He, he looks like he looks like one of the '90s, like new metal guys that just dis- like the new metal white rap guys who decided to dreadlock their hair. Like that's what I th- that's what he reminds me of. Yeah,
1: no, albino African American. Okay, and that's his twin over Which there too, right? Yeah. That to looks a just whole like whole
0: Other slew of cultural appropriation things, white boys.
1: Yeah moving on moving on yeah so what that's either eco or Iiko, and then his twin is farther down the line um okay. then we have cuckoo the bird girl um who's the little mm-hmm. one and then we have a whole slew of various of um dwarves little people what is the politically appropriate term now little people little, little people.
0: people i think is currently the
1: <clears throat> um and then we have a giant who again we don't know we think it's uh, Jim Taver, but we're not sure which giant that is there's many giants in the circus world
0: I like the way they put him right in the middle of all the little people to make him extra, look extra big. big
1: then next to them is the dancing doll family um, so we'll cover them too in a little bit and then way down the line um, in, on the very very end um, was the guy who you thought I was talking about we again we don't know who that is we think it might be Hojo the bear boy but we're not sure
0: Interesting. I really, because I really wonder if he is like a grandfather or a great grandfather to the family that is in Mexico. And I can't remember their names, but there is a family in Mexico that are very well known. Um, They call themselves the wolf, like the wolf family. And that's not their actual name, but they, it's like a, I mean, it's a, uh, like they are covered in in Yeah, that
1: medical condition Um, is uncommon but not unheard of and so like there were many freaks that were um like that like quote unquote wolf boys or like bear boys really? there were actually quite a huh. few of them
0: that's why i wonder <laughs> i really i didn't know that i thought it was i mean i knew it was they weren't the only ones in the world that had that but i would think that with the way that they present themselves and the way they market themselves i would think that they probably are generational performers
1: probably So now we're going to go ahead and um, talk about a few of those guys um, in a little bit more detail. So first is Cuckoo the Bird Girl. Um, She was born as Minnie Wisley in uh, 1888. She was, quote unquote, rescued from a mental asylum in Georgia by a traveling showman. And that's all the information I have about that. But it doesn't sound good in the fact that she was, quote unquote, rescued. Yeah. It doesn't sound good.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, if she was in a mental institution and, like, actually needed to be there, that would make me a little uncomfortable as both a boss and a fellow performer. Yeah.
1: So she had Vicro-Seckel syndrome, which caused her to have a very small, short stature, a small head, narrow bird-like face with a large beak nose. She had large eyes, receding jaw, large ears, and had mild, mild intellectual disabilities. In addition, she was also bald, toothless, and either completely blind or very short-sighted. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So thus the name the bird girl because she or her physical appearance looked very bird like. Um, she was if, sorry.
0: If she did have mental health issues, it's probably because society was awful. Oh, definitely
1: because of all these things. Absolutely. Ugh, poor girl. She was featured in the movie freaks in 1932, which was a horror movie. So I haven't watched it yet because I'm scared to, just based on how appalling it's going to be treating these guys, but um, mm-hmm. I probably will at some point watch this movie, but she was featured in that movie. She actually has, a, like, apparently a decent amount of dialogue and a decent amount of stage presence in it. Um, but unfortunately, in the 1960s, she was hit by a car, um, and we're unsure how she died, but it's believed it was due to injuries regarding that uh, accident, but she actually performed well into her 80s. Oh, wow. Oh, shoot. That's awesome. So that's, Cuck- uh, that's Cuckoo the bird girl or Minnie Wisley. Mm.
2: Also, mm. Minnie Wisley is like the cutest old na- timey name.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so adorable. So now we're going to talk about something that's not fun. We're going to talk about Ico and Ico. Okay. The albino African-American twins I mentioned earlier. They were born as George and Willie Muse. They were, um, like I said, albino African American twins. They were born in uh, Jim Crow South, mm. where people were still facing enslavement in the form of sharecropping systems and a very thriving charter of the KKK had formed. So, the worst place possible so to be born. So, literally, the worst is- place possible to be born. Yep. Oh.
2: And also,
0: like they have nothing going. Nope, literally nothing. They are twins, already an anomaly. Mm -hmm. They're both albino, Mm -hmm. so they're basically, and they're African American, so they're basically the demons, the devil's sons incarnate. Yeah, in the minds, in the minds of those people there. Yeah, KKK guys. Oh. I don't know if I want to hear their story.
1: So sometime, well, you're going to hear it. Sometime <laughs> between 1912 and 1914, they were kidnapped and went missing for 13 years. Whoa. Holy crap. It was during that time that they achieved fame in the circus world as Ico and Ico, the quote, sheep-headed cannibals and the Martian ambassadors. <laughs> yeah. Sheep, I, mm. Sheep-headed I so are Cannibals.
0: Cannibalistic aliens. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Which leads to its own questions. Because if you're an alien, can you really be a cannibal if you eat humans? Good question.
1: I think those were separate names. I think they were either like two of their show names were the sheep headed cannibals oh, okay, or gotcha. the Martian ambassadors. Okay. I think those were Come two on. separate titles. Kim,
2: I would have loved during that era if you just went up there and (laughs) said, no, you can't do
1: that. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. Regardless if it's right or wrong, it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I'd be disappearing for 13 years
1: too. (laughs) Um, however, their mother, Harriet, never stopped searching for them. After they got kidnapped, she never stopped. Um, and mind you, she was going up against the oppression of Jim Crow South and the KKK, like around her constantly trying to stop her from finding her boys. And she never stopped um, until October 1927. So mind you, they, this was 13 years later when the Ringley brothers came to Roanoke and Harriet finally found her boys again. And she refused to leave the circus until they came with her. Oh. <sighs> supposedly there were lots of reports of the boys being like super mistreated and their wages just like they like never received pay or anything like that like they just were being like super abused by the company and so their mother sued the company for allegedly robbing her sons and won won the lawsuits wow
0: wow So I wonder, do you have any idea how old they were when they were kidnapped or when they were were, found? They
1: were, I know, children when they were kidnapped and adults by the time she found them.
0: So they probably, I mean, it was probably almost like a Stockholm syndrome kind of a situation where they were too young to know any different when they were kidnapped and they grew up and they never really thought about it. There's also a lot
1: of reports that say, and I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a lot of reports that say they had been lied to and told that their mother was dead. And so there was no home to go back to anyways that makes sense um, so it's like you might as well work for us you might as well work for us you don't have any home to go back to and no one's mm. gonna hire you so you might as well work for us even though we pay you shit
0: that makes sense god that's so sad well they eventually
1: did return to the circus world but harriet never stopped fighting um but uh sorry once one second sorry roommate um so they eventually did actually return to the circus world, but Harriet never stopped fighting to ensure that they received fair wages, and they eventually retired in the 1960s. So That's a lot more recent yeah. than I thought. Yeah. So fucking go, Harriet.
0: I wonder though, how like how did she f- that must have been that's almost like a slap in the face when they decided to return to the circus world. Like, mom's like, I've been fighting for you and looking for you and trying to get you out of this world for so many years and you're just going to go back to it. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, to be fair, in like in that time period, could they really find employment elsewhere if they were already famous for being those people? Yeah. And if it's something Hopefully that they do. the second time around. Yeah.
0: Hopefully the second time around, they got better wages and better treatment. And a lot
1: of people talk about like you'll look at photographs of them and you'll look at the earlier photographs and they just look so depressed and degraded and sad. And then in the later years, you really like they just look so happy and so like just life in their eyes. And like it does seem once they got treated better that like performing really was what they wanted to do. They just needed the fair treatment to go along with it.
0: Sorry, I'm looking at pictures.
1: No, you're them. fine.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, they actually there's one picture of them. Um there's a picture of them like in really nice tuxedos where they actually look like they've got like they're kind of proud. Yeah. But then there's another picture of them like when they were younger, who like you can tell that they're like, they're missing teeth, and they're not very clean, and, like, clearly they're not being very well taken care yeah. of.
1: So not one of the best stories there, Ringley Brothers. Not one of your best lights. Um, so now we're going to talk about the Dancing Doll family. Um, so they were four siblings with dwarfism from Stolfen, Germany. They were four out of seven children, but the other children were, didn't have dwarfism. Um, two out of the children... Kurt and Frida migrated to California in 1960 with their agent Bert D. uh Ellis. Er, sorry, no. Um, Bert W. Earless? Or Ear- Earlies? Earles E-A-R-L-E-S. Earls? Earls. Let's go with Earls. <laughs> Bert W. Earls. Sounds <clears> right. <throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, he changed their names from um. Kurt and Freda to Harry and Grace because America and had them adopt a surname. Their first performance was a a Buffalo Bill show where their roles were as Hansel and Gretel and they were hailed as the smallest dancing couple in the world.
0: Now they're brother and sister.
2: Oh, okay. That's,
1: yep. That's interesting. Okay.
2: (laughs) Sorry, it took me a second.
1: Uh, Hilda, the oldest, sorry, I was reading because I was like, didn't I already say Hilda? No, I said Freda. Hilda, the oldest, um, would join in the early 1920s and would change her name to Daisy. And Ellie, the youngest, would join in 1926 and change her name to Tiny. Um, And they all adopted the last name Earls. Hmm. Um, Until the 1930s when their agent passed away and they all changed it to Doll. All
0: right. Like D-O-L-L or D-A-H-L? D-O-L-L,
1: like a doll. Okay. So they were known as the dancing dolls.
2: Gotcha. Oh, that makes
1: sense. Sorry, I had to burp. That's disgusting. Yep, I'm gross. (sighs) So Harry and Daisy both appeared also in the movie Freaks, um, and Tiny also made a small appearance, and they had significantly much more.
0: Thank you. I'm glad I wasn't the only one.
1: You're welcome. Uh, they had significantly much more screen time and were much bigger characters in the show. Supposedly. I haven't seen the movie. (laughs) Figuratively and literally. Don't do it! it. Anyways. um, They all four performed in The Wizard of Oz as Munchkins and Harry was a member of the Lollipop Guild. Oh, that's that's so cool. They eventually found it very difficult to find roles in the... Like, they wanted to be in film, but they found it really difficult to find roles because of their size and German accents. So in 1956, they returned to the circus life only to retire a year later. Um, But they used their savings to build a custom-sized house with reduced-sized furniture in Florida, um, which is known as the Dollhouse, and it is periodically open to the public. All four siblings lived in the house until they died, Um, Gracie died uh, in 1970 at the age of 71. Daisy died in 1980 at the age of 72. Harry died in 1985 at the age of 83. And Tiny died in 2004 at the age of 90. Oh, shoot.
0: You know, that's amazing. What amazes me is like so many of the freaks had actual medical conditions that you would shockingly
1: long lives like
0: yeah you would think that some of these conditions would shorten their lifespans but long
1: compared to like fully healthy fully developable like developed people too like that's a long time and like yeah I know that little people tend to have medical issues that like I assume it's very very rare to get all the way to 90 years old
0: that yeah
1: and all four yeah. of them lived very long. Wow,
0: that's awesome! Yeah.
1: So this is the last one I'm going to talk about. This is Schlitzie, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's S H, it's S C H L I T Z I E. Schlitzie, 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 the pinhead. Hmm. Um, so Schlitzie was born on September 10th, 1909, in Bronx, New York. Um. We don't know what his original name was, um, but or his parents, like who his parents were, we believe he was Simon Metz, but we have absolutely no idea. Hmm. He also appeared in the movie Freaks, but had very limited role, like role in the movie. He was more of a like cameo.
2: Mm.
1: I want
0: to go watch this movie
1: now. Um. Yeah. Same. He was born with microcephaly, I believe. Yep. Um, a neurodevelopment disorder which caused an unusually small brain and skull, small stature, he was only four feet tall, um, myopia, which was extremely short-sightedness, and uh, extreme intellectual disabilities. It was said that he had the cognitive ability of a three-year-old and was unable to independently care for himself and spoke only in monosyllabic words and a very few simple phrases.
0: So I'm sure he probably wasn't treated great because he didn't understand or communicate well what was going on. Well,
1: that being said, he was described as affectionate, exuberant, sociable person who loved dancing, singing, and being the center of attention. He would perform for anyone who would stop and talk to him. Oh.
0: So almost like a toddler. Almost,
1: yeah. He had the cognitive ability of a three-year-old. All right. Reminds me of some of the kids that mm-hmm. I am.
2: I could also see um, him with a pocket full of glitter. It's just, just like, hey hey. hey, 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 hey. Throwing it around.
0: But like, he wouldn't even care. Like, he would be, be all so about
1: it. You get I glitter. I kind of want
0: to meet Schlitzie.
1: <laughs> he was often promoted as a pinhead, which was a term for people who had that disability, or the missing link. Oh. So good.
2: <sighs>
1: mm-hmm. Often... Uh, Strangely, he was promoted. He was presented as either female or androgynous to add to the mystique. Interesting. Don't know. Some like some say it was because um, of some of his medical things, uh, like medical disabilities, was led to the fact that he needed to wear a diaper almost constantly, and so in order to Mm. change him with like make that process easier. He was often dressed in, like, mumus and stuff like that. So it was easier to pass him off as okay. female. But, like, that came later on in his life. And the calling him female and androgynous happened earlier. So I'm not really sure, like, what that was. Like, why that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's female pinheads, too. There's male, pin- like, pinheads. I don't know why he specifically was, like... Showcase as a female
0: maybe just to make him different maybe like that was his that was his thing
1: his brand well in 1935 george shirtsy um a chimpanzee trainer adopted him and became his legal guardian oh wait do we, we say like "aw"? is it no sweet? we like him that's really nice okay okay that's super nice i i looked up
0: schlitz which is a german word it means slot oh so i'm not good so,
1: Slotty. Slotty. It's, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Surtz passed away in 1965, and his daughter had, let's see, uh, sent to the Los Angeles County Hospital. So, we don't like her. Hmm. Mm. However, years later, he was recognized by a sword swaller named Bill Frenchy Unks, who worked at the hospital during the off-season. So years later, he was recognized by the sword swaller who was like, hey, I know that person. Why is he here? Why is he at this, uh, I'm assuming, asylum or hospital? Yeah. Um, and so he went and he talked to Schlitzie and said, like, Hey man, what's up? Why are you here? And according to him, uh, so he missed the carnival very, very badly. His um, mm-hmm. mood had suffered intensely because he was away from the public eye. So he had very severe depression and anxiety. Oh. And he, like, all he wanted was to turn to the circus. That's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so oh. Unks um, went into this, like, really severe legal battle. Um, In order to like get custody of Schlitzie and ended up winning it and returning him to the like sideshow business under his own employer, Samuel Alexander, um, and remained there until 1968. Mm -hmm.
0: Good for him.
1: On September 24th, 1971, Schlitzie died at the age of 70 and on his death certificate, he was his official name was Schlitzie Sertz after his adopted father.
2: Aww. It's That's so, so wholesome. I know this is such a roller coaster. It's so it really like, is. Every <sighs> single one, I would I, look uh, up and be like,
1: "Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> For real, though, like, yeah, I can't handle it's feelings it.
0: Feelings about this show.
1: It's, it's it was a roller coaster of emotions. But those are the freak shows. Those are the, some of the bigger ones. Yay! Yay. I like it. Oh. I also have a very quick personal story, if we don't mind adding um, at the very end here. So me and Coyote, we will often go on um, like haunted road trips around the like Chicago area and go visit a bunch of just like supposedly haunted places in succession one after another and just have a good day. And we don't really go expecting to see anything or like we don't even bring equipment. It's just to go like see haunted places and experience them. Mm-hmm. So we heard about the cemetery that was over in Forest Park, Illinois, um, known as Showman's Rest. It is a 750 plot section of Woodland Cemetery. Um, it is owned by the Showman's League of America. And in 1918, on June 22nd. Oh, my gosh. Casper, stop.
2: Shut up. Okay, continue. I've.
0: <laughs> that was random. You're right there.
2: Um, okay. So side note. Um. While you were talking, I was like, "Oh, I want to look up a um, or I want to look up a book." And then something came up that I thought was interesting, and I put it in there.
1: This I can't.
2: 19- oh, Chicago, Chicago train wreck, nineteen eighteen. I did that like five minutes ago. That's really funny. Yeah. Well,
1: there was a Chicago train wreck in nineteen eighteen. Twilight Zone. No, 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 no. Where between. 56 to 61 circus employees of the Hallenberg Wallace Circus died in a horrific train accident.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I was way too happy. It was a solemn it's thing. It's a sol-
1: solemn thing. Yeah. but Like, go. F- but oh, my gosh. All these people All these people metabolism. died. Great. Yeah. Train wrecks. H- hilarious. No, not solemn. Bad. <laughs> no,
2: it's horrible. I was just no, excited at the coincidence.
1: Um, it happened because the engineer, Alonzo Sergeant of a separate train, the Mi- Michigan Central Railroad Troop Train, had fallen asleep and caused the trains to collide. Oh, God. That's awful. The service was held five days later after the train wreck. Unfortunately, many of the victims were unknown. So all of the, like, 56 to 61 were buried in a mass grave together. Um, and they put individual tombstones um, or little plaques on top of them, marking every single one of them. But over two thirds of them are labeled unknown male or unknown female. Oh. Cause we just don't know who they were. Hmm. Um, a few of them were be like able to be recognized by their show names. So there's a few names that are like smiley or baldy or like the four horse driver. Like there's a few show names and then we know there were two notable people of, like, there was Arthur, um, sorry, not two. There were two separate cases of, like, notable people, both Arthur Derex and Max Niesborn of the great Derex brothers and Jeannie Ward Todd of the Flying Wards were the people who passed away in this. Um, so those people have, like, their own plaque stones. But mm-hmm. the rest of them, like, sh- like, me and Kai walked up and down them, and there's so many that just say unknown male. So it's this plot of land and they're surrounded by um, four elephants and five, like a fifth elephant, a big one is in the middle. Um, And they all have one foot up on a ball to represent the like circus trick animal. But all of their trunks are down to represent mourning because if an elephant has their trunk up, it's happy. So all of them have their trunks down and now it's super, super common for other showmen, other people who perform in the circus industry industry to be buried in this cemetery, including my friend Dana, who has an uncle buried in that in that plot. Oh wow. It is said there are rumors that it is haunted and that you can hear the sounds of elephants at night, although it should be noted that no elephants are actually buried buried in the cemetery and Brookfield Zoo which is only a few miles away. <sighs>
0: i mean just gotta put
1: that they probably caveat. still
0: <laughs> ghost elephants though but
1: so me and coyote went to this cemetery and we're wandering around and we went and we visited and we didn't really experience anything like it was very sad it was also a little cool to wander around and see all this whole thing as morbid as that sounds did you,
2: did you we did not elephants? hear any elephants
1: oh, but I'm we decided to explore the rest of the cemetery and just wander around cause it's a big beautiful cemetery so we're driving along, and then all of a sudden, we see a sign labeled "Babyland." <gasps> no, yeah,
0: ooh,
1: ooh nope, I don't like no it. one does. It was very specifically and infant mortality area of the cemetery where babies were buried. And so we got out and we started wandering and we were kind of both very reverent. Like it was of course not, we weren't going to be like running around and joking. It's a sad area. Um, And so we're both kind of like wandering around in our own places. And I look over and coyotes like kind of crying. And I was like, Hey, are you okay? And I wandered over and I looked down and it's, it's just a simple It's just, it's like simple little tombstone and all it says was mommy and daddy love you. That's all it said.
0: Oh, God, this is heartbreaking. And I instantly just started
1: bawling. Not because it was any different from any of the other tombstones. There was nothing that marked this tombstone any different. But for some reason, both me and Kai were overcome by this feeling of grief. And we truly do believe we encountered a grief spirit right there. That a, like, negative emotion of all of these poor parents grieving their children had kind of, like... Formed itself there and uh, just overcame both of us, and we both just started crying. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's awful. So, if you do go visit Showman's Rest, be very, very respectful. But you might also want to go tissues. bring some tissues. You may also want to go visit Babyland, which is a horrible name, or not, or don't go visit Babyland. Is I there's n- yeah, you couldn't
0: pay me enough to set foot in Baby. It's a
1: horrible name. Why is it named Babyland? As
0: the as the parent of an unborn child who died, like you couldn't pa- pay me enough yeah. to go visit Babyland, which I don't think that's something that I've ever brought up on the show before. Um, I did have a pregnancy that uh, ended in a miscarriage at 10 weeks. It was my one and only pregnancy. It was really difficult. Which I am
1: very sorry, Kim. I probably should have run that by you before I said anything. No,
0: you're fine. No, no, no. No, it's cool. It's I did cool. think I'm about that. About I was it. like, it's oh fine. boy, this might hit
1: a little nope. too close to home.
0: No, you're cool. It's fine. I'm totally open about it. It's it's fine. But I like you you, I, you couldn't drag me into babyland. No way. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So I don't like that. isn't there a happy story that we can end with?
2: There's elephants
1: <laughs> over in Shaman's Rest. <clears throat>
2: my cat keeps trying to lay on the square for my computer, but he's not getting comfortable. So he keeps going like And he keeps like shifting over it. And he's been doing Jackie, that for about five minutes.
0: Jackie, you are on a podcast. They, they can't see. Okay.
2: Well, okay. Things that you're, do- <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that you're doing. I'm explaining to you. So he's just sitting on a little box and he keeps like shifting around and he's been doing it instead of just like moving to the flat floor that's everywhere. He's but trying he has to sit to on be, the one box. He has to
1: be in that one spot. It's really important to be in that spot.
2: Um, apparently.
1: It's so crucial. Are you comfy yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry <sighs> for the bit of a downer at the very end, but I did find that interesting in our search for circusness that we um, did end up finding some form of spirit because there was no other mm. explanation because like it wasn't any different than any of the other gravestones. All of them were sad. All yeah. of them were like could have made you started crying, but we hadn't until we both looked at that one very specific one.
0: Where was it in relation to like the other? Was it like no, the end just right the... down, da- like
1: smack dab in the middle. Like, one, huh. of, one of the rows, like, maybe a little bit over to the right end of the cemetery, but, like, just right in the middle of everything.
0: Like, not nope. in an unusual nope. spot or anything? Huh.
1: Weird. No, super weird.
2: I still think it's crazy that I typed that down because I that was like, this is a good podcast topic, and I typed it down. It, oh, it was when, right after you'd gone through the pictures, and I was like, ooh. And I said, well, maybe we'll
0: have to cover it more in depth sometime. Maybe. Yeah. If
2: we're going to... I don't know what well,
0: we can talk about, though, because nobody knows who was on yeah. the train. No, like- yeah,
2: no one knows. That's true. I mean, I looked up a whole book. There's a whole book written oh. about it. Because I, 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 like I looked up... um. Books of Circus Wrecks, and it's the Great Circus Trainwreck in 1918.
1: I'm sure that you could follow, like, I didn't get very deep into records, but I'm sure you could follow, like, there are some records, so I'm Mm -hmm. sure you could follow the circus and have a rough estimate about who was on the train at the time. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: If you know any circus freaks, or if you are a circus freak, or if you're affiliated with the circus in any way, shape, or Or form. Or Sideshow Performer. Or, I'm sorry... A sideshow. No, performer. I was thinking like oh, if you're no. like a
2: dancer or something where it's not necessarily like you're not a, um, you might not have like a freak skill, but you might be like, con, like a Can contortionist.
0: You <laughs> I I actually had. Uh, <laughs> a, I don't know if we're friends now or not because I called her out on some BS on Facebook and she unfriended me, so I don't know if we're actually really friends now, like in the real world or friend. I don't know, but she's a fire dancer, oh. <laughs> so. Uh, but if you have a circus-y skill, write to us. We'd love to hear you. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to find out what you do. It's mile 13 mile three show at com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yeah. Good plug, Kim. Don't well. die in the apocalypse. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of a
0: shorter show this week because... It's an, an hour and, and 40 out. minutes. Like
1: we're, we're going pretty good. Really? Yeah, it's
0: 7.40. Oh. PM. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, it does. Uh, so hopefully you uh, it comes together well and, and Jackie edits and splices and does her Jackie magic um, and we can get it all and worked It doesn't out call and the episode John DeJean. To...
2: Oh, I am. Yeah.
0: Damn it. <laughs> yes. I got
1: John DeJean's
0: golden toilet.
2: Mm, better
1: all right. The... That's all we got, kiddo. All right. I hope shower. you enjoyed
0: Circus. Enjoy your self quarantine if that's what you're doing. Stay safe. Yeah. Don't, don't cough or sneeze on anybody. Or do. Like, like I I've tell been coughing my kids, this whole time. So. Vampire cough. Vampire cough into your shoulder. Pull your cape <clears throat> around. Or elbow. Alrighty. Or
1: what? Alright. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Alright. See you next time. Bye. Bye.